The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also. For this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, that first reading and the psalm... And the gospel acclamation were all so perfect for what we were reflecting on today. That first reading from the first book of Samuel and the call of Samuel. God was speaking to Samuel. He was revealing himself to Samuel. What a beautiful reading. And Samuel was not yet familiar with the ways of the Lord, as it said. But then finally Eli realized what was happening. And he counseled Samuel, go to sleep, and if you are called, reply, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. How beautiful. And that's exactly what happened. And what happened was Samuel grew up and the Lord was with him, not permitting any word of his to be without effect. How beautiful is that? And then our psalm. These are the readings that we use at ordination and at our uh, our profession of vows so as i was listening to this all of these you know images are running through my head and the the songs you know the the psalm is so beautiful too um you know it typically go right like here am i lord i come to do your will or something like that i don't know and then it's sung with voices, and it's beautiful. And there's this song in Italy that we would sing in Italian, Echo Me. Because these words echo Mary's yes, right? Her behold. Well, the way they say that in, in Italian, when in English we say, behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. They say, echo me. Mary is saying, echo me, or behold me. And so there's a beautiful song when we sing it with 400 seminarians and priests all belting it out in the chapel. So here we are, and isn't that our disposition before the Lord? That's what he's inviting us uh, to believe in and to engage in, to have this same sentiment, the same disposition. Here am I, Lord. I come to do your will. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. 
So even just to say that implies faith, right? That God is going to speak. Like we've been saying all morning, God is constantly speaking. So if we wake up with that expectation, well, guess what? You're going to hear from him more and more. When you wake up out of, you know, when you wake up in the morning before you even put your feet on the floor, that's a good thing to say. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You have the words of everlasting life. Speak to me all day long. And may my response be like Mary's. May it be like Samuel's. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. And isn't it funny how then in the gospel acclamation here, it's from John 10, 27. The gospel of the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. Are you God's sheep? Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Do you hear his voice? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Yes, you do. Say that with me. I am God's sheep. I am God's sheep. And I hear his voice. And I hear his voice. I know he knows me. He knows me. And I follow him. And I follow him. That's the premise right there. That's the premise. John 10, 27. I am the sheep of his flock. I'm a member of his body. I'm a child of God. I've been baptized into Christ. And so I have Christ's mind. I have his ears. I have his heart. The Father speaks to me through the Son in the Spirit. I know his voice. He calls me by my name. He has chosen me. And he wants to affirm me. He wants to build me up. He wants to encourage me. He believes in me. He is with me. He is for me. He's not against me. He sees me. He knows me. He understands me. And Father Barron, now Bishop Barron, sometimes refers to our process of transformation as deconstruction. (laughs) You know, sometimes in our own mind, in our own little world, we construct what we think is right and holy. And not that it's all wrong, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's our own invention oftentimes. And we have this ideal that tends to be a little more worldly than evangelical, if you will. And then, and then we hold ourselves to that standard and not the standard of the gospel. See what I'm getting at here? So we build all of this stuff up in our interior, right? And then we build our world around us and we've got our image and, and all of that can be shaken, right? All of that is not from God necessarily. Not that the things that we're using to build aren't from God, but they aren't God. And so I think God is inviting all of us to go deeper. The book of Hebrews talks about getting shaken, and sometimes God allows us to be shaken, as we've all been shaken in the last couple years, right? God allows things to be shaken up so that we can get to what cannot be shaken what is unshakable you might say that's the bedrock that's the good news that's the gospel the good news is unshakable but we tend to hold on to things that are shakable (laughs) that can fall down 
that can burn, that can rust, that can decay, that can die. And again, not that all those things are bad, don't get me wrong. But ultimately, all those things don't define you. They don't define you. Your kids, your husband, your house, your car, your clothes, your job, whatever, all of those things don't define you. As good as they are. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they aren't good. But what I'm saying is they don't define you. Right? And I think in, in the movement, we got shaken. <laughs> Regnum Christie members, legionaries, back in 2009, we got shaken. Things got shaken up big time. Right? And I'll admit, my world got turned upside down. I had constructed a lot of stuff in my own mind and in my own heart. It all came crumbling down hard. And it was hard. It's hard when it happens, right? Nobody enjoys that. Because it wasn't even just deconstruction. It was like an earthquake, <laughs> right? And now we have to rebuild after the earthquake. <laughs> That's no fun. But I believe God has been preparing us. What It's been over 10 years now. Can you believe that? It's going on 13 years, actually. Super Bowl Sunday, 2009, is when I found out. I'll never forget it. I can still remember how the game ended, too. But anyway, I remember it was Super Bowl Sunday. That's when I found out. So we're coming up, you know, in about a month on Super Bowl Sunday again. And that's, that's when everything started to be revealed, right, and deconstructed. And we've been rebuilding. We've been rebuilding. And it's not easy. I think it, it really, you know, challenged us all to, to rebuild. To rebuild, and we all had to answer questions that were very hard. And then now, these last couple of years with COVID, you know, other things were shaken. We've all had to answer a lot of questions these last couple of years, you know. And again, I think it's just an invitation to keep going deeper. The Lord is is like a refiner, right? A refiner's fire. The Holy Spirit, a refiner's fire. You know, and the classic question at the Bible study was, well, well, so somebody from the Bible study went to the silversmith, right? And he asked the silversmith, well, how do you know when the silver's purified? Right? When I can see my reflection in it, right? So God is wanting his reflection to come out brighter in each and every one of us. We're all in a transformation process. That Christianity is not about getting to heaven. It's allowing heaven to get into you more and more, you know? Jesus is really into you, right? He finds you simply irresistible, right? But we are the ones who resist. Oh, that's too much. That's too much. It's unbelievable. Well, believe it. Yeah, believe it. And, and let him in. And let him go to work. And let him take you deeper. Let him take you higher. You know, take you farther. He's, he's yeah, he's stretching us, right? He's stretching us. Getting us out of the box, because we all tend to put ourselves in boxes and we put other people in boxes and we put God in a box then too. And, you know, God wants to come out of the box. Right? <laughs> Open the door. Let God out of the box and into your heart. So as we continue with this Holy Mass, we pray that our reception of Holy Communion today will be transforming, will help us to go deeper, will help us to believe more profoundly 
in God's goodness and in our own goodness because we are made in his image and likeness and we are his children, the sheep of his flock, and we hear his voice. Amen. Amen.